Our scripture reading for today comes from 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verses 6 through 13. Hear now the word of God. Now we command you, beloved, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, to keep away from believers who are living in idleness and not according to the tradition that they received from us. For you yourselves know how you ought to imitate us. We were not idle when we were with you, and we did not eat anyone's bread without paying for it, but with toil and labor we worked night and day so that we might not burden any of you. This was not because we do not have that right, but in order to give you an example to imitate. For even when we were with you, we gave you this command, anyone unwilling to work should not eat. For we hear that some of you are living in idleness, mere busybodies not doing any work. Now such persons we command and exhort in the Lord Jesus Christ to do their work quietly and to earn their own living. Brothers and sisters, do not be weary in doing what is right. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. In the world of Harry Potter... The young boy, Harry, lives with his aunt and uncle, the Dursleys. And the Dursleys pride themselves on being perfectly normal, thank you very much. And life for the Dursleys isn't so much about accomplishing anything as it is controlling what other people think of them. Mr. Dursley is a drill salesman and a fascinating character in his own right, but we're ignoring him today because our Bible text this morning just might be about his wife, Mrs. Dursley. She has nearly twice the usual amount of neck, which comes in very useful as she spends so much of her time craning over garden fences, spying on the neighbors. As Mr. Dursley picks out his most boring tie for work, the missus gossips away, and when he gets home from work, she's had a nice, normal day. She tells him over dinner about Mrs. Next Door's problems with her daughter, and when her husband speaks too loudly about their strange relative, she hushes him. The window is open! Someone might hear. She generally holds conversations while peering through the blinds, trying to figure out what the neighbors are up to. What does she do with her life? Well, she is constantly busy, out trimming the hedges, scrubbing counters, weeding the garden, washing clothes, but mostly she's peering, talking to the neighbor on the right about the neighbor across the street, calling the neighbor across the street about the neighbor on the right. Mrs. Dursley is always extremely busy doing almost nothing. She is a busybody. I'll bet you didn't know that there is a Greek word for busybody. I did not. The word is perigazomai. She's the only one who knows if I'm right or wrong. In Greek, it means a person who is always very needlessly concerned about something not very important. And while they're extremely busy doing very little, they are extremely concerned with what everyone else is doing. So busybody is the perfect translation. Maybe it's just me, but I really want to know what got Paul so twisted up about these busybodies. This letter is 1,066 words long, and Paul spends 20% of them talking about this busybody situation. And it's not like letters were a common thing. To send a letter, you had to find somebody to walk the letter from you to where it needs to go a whole journey for this letter, 20% of which is about busybodies. The whole letter has two things. 
The first is, you guys are doing a great job being faithful, but be careful because there are people who will tempt you to leave the faith. And when Jesus comes back to judge us all, you don't want to be standing next to them. And the second thing is, what is with these busybodies? So I want to know, who are these people? What have they been doing? Whatever it is, Paul has to do some breathing exercises every time he thinks about them, some anger management classes, a stress ball. Every time he remembers those busybodies over in Thessalonica, he just... So if you step back and look at the whole paragraph, you'll see he keeps using the word idle, I-D-L-E. He says, stop hanging out with those idle people, those people not doing anything. When we were with you guys, we weren't idle. We weren't work. We were working all the time. And remember how we told you, anybody who won't work shouldn't eat. But we hear some of you guys won't work. Just busybodies. You know who you are, and y'all are killing me. Seriously, just do some work. Busybodies. Extremely busy doing very little and very concerned with what everyone else is doing. So this is Mrs. Dursley. Some people in that city of Thessalonica had necks that were twice as long, and they're listening at windows, and it takes them three hours to pick their robe up from the cleaners because they can't stop gossiping with the neighbors. And they're always hanging around the church, chit-chatting, until something at the church needs to be done, and then all of a sudden, very busy, so sorry, I have a pressing appointment. I couldn't possibly, not today, already have plans, cleaning, the, you know, goodbye. A busybody. Why do these people cause Paul to lose his cool? Part of it is the word is translated idle. And I'm giving all kinds of Greek this morning just because it's helpful. The word is ataktos. And it means out of place. They usually had this military connotation. Everybody is lined up, ready for battle. Helmets, spears, game face. Except there's this hole in the battle line because Steve is over there eating a sandwich. Steve is a taktos. And when you see him, you're just like, come on, Steve. We're up here marching into battle and you're chomping on some roast beef. You're killing me. A taktos. Out of place. It was also used musically. And I have a vivid picture of this. I have to share it with you. It's sort of like no rhythm. Picture this group dancing to this song. And they're all doing the moves all in unison. Incredible. And then you notice that guy. Clapping on the wrong beat. Watching the girl next to him trying to copy what she's doing. Always a second or two too late. Some of us are that guy. I am that guy. No rhythm. It's okay unless you're that guy up on the stage and your one, two, three is all over your partner's feet. In which case someone says, that man is so atoctos. He's killing me. This is what Paul is talking about. The girl in the band who didn't practice and blasts a squeaky note into total silence. Ataktos. The offensive lineman who makes the wrong block and after the quarterback recovers from 220 pounds of untouched linebacker, he dusts off and says, come on, man, you are killing me. Ataktos. And then there's Paul. And he's part of this new group called the Christians, and they're out here claiming some pretty crazy stuff. This guy named Jesus was actually God, and he died, but he came back to life. And when you believe in him, everything changes. And you'll be filled with the Holy Spirit, goodness, kindness, gentleness, generosity. All this stuff changes. And meanwhile, over here is Mrs. Dursley. 
peering in people's doors so she can air their dirty laundry, always talking about how she's a Christian, but seeming never to do anything. And when Paul sees it, he can't hold it in. He just says, don't you know everyone already thinks we're crazy? I am literally trying to convince people that a guy was killed in public and then he was raised from the dead and now he's changing the entire world. I'm working my day job and preaching on the weekends, doing miracles, healing people 24-7. I'm hustling, getting beaten with rods. Finally, people are starting to listen. They're believing. And you're over here all atatos? You are killing me. Atatos. Do you guys know the book Frindle? Where a kid starts calling his pen a frindle and it catches on? We're hoping that the word atoktos catches on. We're waiting for the day when we're walking the halls of a middle school and hear a kid yell, Girl, you are atoktos. Get out of my way. Paul's point is really simple. He's looking at these people and saying, Y'all think this just happens? The whole thing just happens? Show up for the good stuff and pat yourself on the back? Y'all are atoktos. Whoever these people are, you can see his point. You probably know the colleague who seems to think their job is depleting the water cooler and performing useless errands instead of actually doing something. Until you find yourself daydreaming about walking up to them and saying, thank you so much for being seen everywhere and taking credit for everyone else's work while literally doing nothing. You are killing me, Carol. I can't handle all this atoktos in my workplace. Atoktos. In your Bible, it's translated idleness because the church is less like the fans of a football team and more like the football team. When a fan doesn't show up, the team can still play. Sure, they might be discouraged, but they can play. When team members don't show up, your quarterback gets 220 pounds of untouched linebacker. Paul sees the church's mission really clearly. To be fair, he's a zealot. He's a fanatic. He actually believes that Jesus Christ is the most important thing to ever happen in history. When you read about his life, it makes you question things. He seems crazy, but he's convinced that the church has a mission. The church has a goal. It's a team. And he struggles because over here on the side is Mrs. Dursley. And she's bad-mouthing the new family in church because they're too whatever. And her neck is craned so she can see that couple in the back that it looks like is quietly fighting. She's annoying to have as a neighbor. She just gossips. But if you have a group of people with something to do, she's not just annoying, she's a talkdos. Paul's point is simple. We don't need a lot of Mrs. Dursley's in the church. We need people who won't grow weary in doing what is right. In seminary, we had an intramural football. We played intramural football, and there was this one team called the flower children. And I'd like to tell you a little bit about them as if the name doesn't say it all. This team never practiced. On Saturday morning, they never knew who would show up to play. Oftentimes, a player would show up with a large coffee and a blanket, and they would say, I didn't really sleep well last night. I'm just here for moral support. Atoktos. There were games where the other teams had to lend them players because they didn't have enough. Atoktos. There's the game where you discovered the girl who volunteered to play quarterback had never thrown a football in her life when the ball bounced off her center's back into the hands of the other team who returned it for a touchdown. Atoktos. 
their final record after four years. 31 losses, no wins, one tie due to a double forfeit. (laughs) We were asked to be a part of this team, which might say something about our football skills. And let me just tell you, we collectively almost pulled our hair out. Why would you sign on to play in a team that actually cares 0% about winning, that took their most pride in hugging the other team every time they scored, that seemed to think showing up was optional, trying was discouraged? It literally makes no sense. It doesn't register. Suffice to say, this was not so much a football team. The whole team was a taktos. You can't build a football team out of a group of people who think it's a good idea to have a team. You build it off people who play. And church can fall into the same rut the flower children did. Lots of good ideas, but who is actually invested in the game? And we fall into it because church work is hard. No one tries to be Mrs. Dursley. It's a rut you fall into. And the easiest way to have it happen is to forget that this place has a mission. We have a goal. We're a team. And at times we all get weary of doing what is right. We wonder if it's having any impact. Sometimes we just feel like an offensive lineman. The only time you're really on TV is false start. Offense, number 75. (laughs) But as a church, we have to think, when we're a taktos, who catches 220 pounds of untouched linebacker? The person sitting beside you, the people behind you, the neighbor across the street, the kid on the corner. Paul's advice is really simple. Don't grow weary in doing what is right for the sake of each other, for the sake of this church, for the sake of proclaiming the gospel to all who will listen. Atoktos. Don't be... Don't be that guy. Let's pray. Lord God, we're humbled by the example of the saints who have come before us, who worked tirelessly for your kingdom. We're humbled because we don't always understand how they did it. We ask that you would send your Holy Spirit upon us that we might be transformed into servants who joyfully work for the coming of your kingdom. To men and women and children who honor other members of this church and who honor the name of this church by doing good in this community, in this church, in our families, in this world. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.